0: Hey, teacher friend, welcome to the Simply Teach podcast, a podcast for teachers by teachers. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson, and each week I bring you a podcast full of practical and helpful ideas from teachers. We all know that teaching is really hard work, and I want this podcast to be a place for you to not only find ideas, but to also find encouragement and motivation. Hey teachers and happy almost July. This is an exciting week for me because my 30th birthday is next week and enrollment for the organized teacher framework opens up tomorrow, which side note, I don't know that just, I'm looking at this on my screen. 30th birthday is next week. That is, I don't feel old enough to be 30. Not that that's old, but I just do not feel, I don't feel that yet. Um, But anyways, this week is going to be really exciting because I'm celebrating my birthday. The organized teacher framework is opening up. A couple weeks ago on episode number 73, I answered some of your organization questions. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that one, then I highly recommend you tuning in because I answered questions that y'all have either DM'd me or emailed me. So likely a question that you are maybe wondering or you have had in the past about classroom organization is being answered on that podcast. But one of the questions that somebody asked me was how to get organized for the upcoming school year. And I thought this would be a great question for us to elaborate on. So Today, we're going to break down exactly what an organized classroom needs in order to be an organized classroom, and it's probably not what you think. But first, I want to invite you to a free training I am hosting this week on How to Master Your Classroom in 2020. Basically, this year has been a total all-out epic just cluster, right? Where do we even begin and what do we even do when it comes to starting this next school year? That is what I'm going to be teaching in the training, how we can make the most of this new school year all by doing it with a plan. Because if you know me, you know that I talk about making that plan and working that plan. So you can get all of that information, sign up for it at the workshop. There's only a couple more chances to get in on the training. So make sure you head to that link and sign up. All right, guys, let's go on to what makes an organized classroom. So I first want to ask you to think about why you got into teaching in the first place. For me, it was because I just genuinely loved kids and I wanted to help them, which side note, I really do love kids and talking to them. And I always want to talk to kids here in Germany, but A, my German is terrible. And B, the Germans are like super closed off to like any strangers talking to them. So I know that if I tried to, I just even try to smile at the kids in the grocery store and they kind of look at me like, why are you looking at me like that? Anyways, I love kids and I love talking to them and I wanted to help them. That is why I got into teaching. And I think that is probably similar to what a lot of you would say if I could speak to you one-on-one right now. But here's the problem. We cannot help our kids when we are so focused on just trying to maintain the status quo. When all of our time is spent picking up the last mess we created or just trying to get by from one activity to the next, one meeting to the next, we miss out on all those chances to really create lessons that engage our students, to help our students see more clearly, help them where they're struggling. That is why an organized classroom is so important. Not so that it looks great or feels cozy, but so that we can turn our focus From our classroom to our students. I like to say that if we can transform our classrooms, we can transform our teaching. If we can make our classrooms the place where we can teach and educate and engage our kids day in and day out, I mean, just think about what you could do. Next, I want to give you a new definition of classroom organization. One that I hope is going to help you breathe a sigh of relief because I think when we think classroom organization, we think the pictures we see on Pinterest or Instagram But you guys, I want to tell you that classroom organization is more than just a pretty classroom. It's more than just an Instagram or Pinterest-worthy classroom. It's your flow, your routines, your management, all seamlessly blended together. I wholeheartedly believe that we should be creating classrooms that are welcoming, safe, and yes, even cute for our kids. But before we even step into our classroom, we have to have a plan. So back to that question that inspired this whole episode, how do I plan for the upcoming school year? You don't just show up and start putting up bulletin boards and printing off welcome packets. You've got to have a plan. So today, while you're listening, I want you to think about that plan you are going to create. If you join me in the Organized Teacher Framework that's opening up tomorrow on July 1st, then you are going to get this plan in the course. But if you don't join in, you can still create your own plan. And I recommend getting a journal or something to write down with all of your plans and sectioning them off so that you can easily find your notes when you go back into the classroom. So let's break down the components that go into making an organized classroom. There's four of them. I want you to think of these components as a wedding cake or a tiered cake or whatever you want to think about it. You've got the plate that it sits on and then your cake layer is going up. I actually even posted an Instagram post a few weeks back about that show, um, you know, salt, fat, acid, heat. I don't know if you've seen it. It's on Netflix. Highly recommend. But it's essentially like salt, salt, fat, acid, and heat are the four components you need to really master good cooking. And I talk about, in that post, I talked about how these four components I'm about to go over, these four components that make up this wedding or tiered classroom cake, these are the components, the things that you have to have in your classroom in order to have that organized classroom. I structure these components. I structure the framework course this way because I believe that you need those things on the base to support the things that are going up on the top. So first, you've got to have time management and self-care. That is your plate or your surface that your whole cake is going to sit on. Next, you need your classroom management plan. Third is your classroom organization. And then lastly is your decorating. When it comes to making your plan for this upcoming school year, I want you to do it in this order. So I'm going to repeat that again. First is time management and self-care. Those two kind of go together. Next is your classroom management, then classroom organization. And then remember that last step is decorating. Don't do decorating until you get those other things taken care of. So let's break down these steps a little bit more in depth. So step one is creating a plan for self-care and time management. And I specifically encourage you to do this first, because if you don't create that plan now in the summer when life is easy and you don't have all the demands on school of school on you, you're never going to create these plans. So think of things like late days and early days, assigning themes to your days or your conference periods, journaling or at-home care that you want to do to continue pouring into yourself what boundaries you're going to put in. All of these things you've got to think about and write down and make a plan for now. Ways that you're going to protect yourself and your family from uh, spending too much time at school. Think about how and when you're going to lesson plan. Creating documents like your year at a glance to help you when it does come time to planning. Also, be sure to think about how you're going to hold your students accountable to the time that you have with them. Like finishing their work in a certain amount of time instead of constantly saying, oh, five more minutes, right? These are all things that you've got to think about when it comes to self-care and time management. I talk a lot about this in the course, but I'm gonna say it here because I do think it is so important. And if any of these adjectives that I'm about to list describe you, I want you to listen in closely. If you are young, if you are single, if you're married with no kids, if you have a hard time saying no, please listen to me. You can and you should say no. As a first year teacher with no husband, or I didn't even have a boyfriend then, I have no kids, had no kids during my first year. I had a dog. That was it. I felt like I was always expected to be the person on the team that volunteered to stay late or run the errand for the team. And it's not true and not fair. I had so many other things going on outside of my duties as a classroom teacher that I didn't, even though I didn't have a family, I didn't have time to be doing all those extra things for the team because I was the single one. So establish what your boundaries are going to be now so that you don't have to try and figure them out as you are in the middle of it. So figure out what you're going to say yes and no to now so that you're not having to do that in the middle of the school year or in the middle of a conversation with somebody. Also, another boundary, something I didn't know until I got to my school, and maybe this is different across districts or the state or even the country, but there's this unspoken expectation that you've got to pitch in money for every single baby shower, wedding shower, meal train, and even PTO. It adds up fast because I don't know if you know this or not, but schools are primarily women, which means lots of wedding showers, lots of baby showers. Of course, you hope that when you pitch in all this money that it's going to be returned to you one day when you get married or you have a baby, but y'all, that is a lot of money. So create a plan now of how much you're willing to spend. Tell your team that. Be up front. We would have really honest conversations. I can spend 20, max $30 this year on gifts. You don't owe anybody an explanation. Have those conversations, though. Make your boundaries and then stick to it. Okay, getting off my soapbox. (laughs) Step two is mapping out your classroom management plan. So classroom management is not just your behavior management. That is a piece of it, but it's not all of it. Classroom management is a lot more than that. The definition from the book Setting Classroom Limits is this. Classroom management refers to the full range of things that teachers do to organize people, materials, space, and time for the purpose of teaching and learning. So this means that classroom management is going to be your discipline plan, your routines, your procedures, your engagement strategies, your classroom community building strategies. All of these things are going to go in to creating classroom management plans. It's a lot. I know. That's why I've got a whole module in the Organized Teacher Framework course with seven lessons about this. Here's what we cover in the framework more in depth, but I want you to have this so that way if you are making this plan, you can do this. You need behavior management plans. There's four of them that you need what are you going to do for them? Write down a plan for all of them. Even if you don't use them, you want to have them. Your whole group, small group, student, and individual behavior issue plan. You're also going to need a plan for how you're going to manage your students and their routines. You want to think about cooperative learning and community building. These things are so important to creating that organized classroom. So come up with a plan for how you're going to handle that. You also need a plan for handling consequences and discipline because There's really no classroom that doesn't get to have consequences or discipline. You got to have a plan for it. And you always want to have that plan before you enter the situation that needs consequences or discipline. You also want to make sure that you think through your intention getters. These are really important. How you are going to differentiate your instruction? And lastly, if you are a high school teacher in the course, there's a whole lesson that I gear towards specifically your grade levels needs. Hey guys, I want to take a quick second just to thank our sponsor for this week's show. Are y'all just as ready as I am to be out of yoga pants, top knots? Who knew there was going to be a day where we're going to be tired of wearing yoga pants and sweatshirts. I've mentioned Get Your Pretty On before here on the website, on my podcast, and y'all love it. Allison from Get Your Pretty On. She has a ton of different wardrobe challenges that give you all the pieces you need to create your perfect outfit. And what I love about what she's doing is she tells you everything that you need to wear the pants, the shirts, the dresses, shoes, bags, accessories, all of it. If you want to get access to your style challenge, then you can head to the simplyorganizedteacher.com slash GYPO. Here's what you're going to get when you purchase one of her wardrobe challenges. First, you get a capsule wardrobe shopping list of on-trend items and classic basics, you're free to go shop wherever you want and spend as much or as little money as you want. You also get links to shop for the recommended items online or in store. Obviously, right now we're going to be shopping online. Allison has done all of the work for you by choosing the items to suit every budget, every body type. You're also going to get a beautifully designed printable outfit guide so you can hang it in your closet when you need inspiration. And guys, this is literally hanging in my closet the spring 2020. I have not used it because like I said, yoga pants, but... This is so genius. She calls them a challenge, but literally nothing about it is a challenge. She tells you what you need to buy and how you can style it to wear it so many different ways. And... That's what I love about this. The challenge I used gave me all the essentials I needed. And then it showed me all the different ways I could put all those pieces together to create numerous different outfits. So each day I can leave the house wearing some of the same pieces, but in a completely different way. And guys, she's got a yoga pants challenge on there. How to dress up yoga pants. Each season, she comes out with an updated guide for that season. Plus she's got a workwear challenge, a closet staples challenge, and even a challenge for stay at home moms. I guess we're kind of those right now. So maybe that would be beneficial to you but she's even got one for men. So guys head to the simply organized G Y P O to learn more about the wardrobe challenges, which I should say she calls them challenges. They're not a challenge at all, uh, but you can purchase your challenge, do some online shopping because we're social distancing right now. There's no going out in stores and then match up your outfits with the recommendations that she shares. That's the simply organized slash G Y P O to get your new wardrobe. Let's keep moving on with the components your organized classroom needs. So we talked about step one, being that time management and self-care. Step two, your classroom management. We're on to step three, classroom organization. So step three is organization, which means there's two other really critical things you need to do before you even start setting up your classroom. We think of classroom organization being just the look of the classroom, just the physicalness of the classroom. But you can see now that it is so much more. That is why I created and teach the framework in the way that I do. You need this framework for creating that organized classroom that you want. If you are a first year teacher and trying to figure out what do I work on right now, those two things, time management and classroom management, are what you have to prioritize first. Then you can worry about organization and how you want to actually set up and lay out your classroom. Things like how to organize your materials, how to organize your student materials, what you're going to do about stations, your desk, your kid's desk, all the papers, all the stuff that falls under this category are things that we talk about in the framework. Also, high school teachers in the course, there's a whole lesson in there for high school specific related organization strategies because I know that in high school, you're also teaching a lot more classes, a lot more kids. There's also gonna be some helpful things in there for primary teachers who teach multiple classes, but I just wanna make sure that high school teachers know there are some things in there geared directly for you. And just in general, if you're wondering what to focus on right now, then I would suggest listening to episode number 49. This is 10 things you can do right now to prepare for the new school year. I recorded this last summer, so summer of 2019, and I break down 10 different things that you can do to get ready for the new school year. So I would go back and listen to that. All right, let's wrap it up with step number four, which I know is gonna pain a lot of you, and that's decorating. (laughs) When we get to our classroom, we wanna just jump straight to the decorating and making it look great, which I get. I made that mistake my first few years too, but again, it's a mistake and we learn from it. Head back to episode number 76 from last week and listen as I share the seven common mistakes teachers make when they're setting up their classroom. This one, this is the number one mistake I see. And I get it. I get it. I really do. But if you don't get your classroom organized at the beginning of the year, while you have a lot more time, you're going to be struggling the whole rest of the year, unless you spend, unless you commit to spending time outside of your working hours in your classroom, organizing it, which I don't really recommend. Remember, see back to step one for time management and boundaries. But I want you to take the time over the summer to create your plan so that when you do get into your classroom, you have an action list of what you need to do so that you don't waste so much time. Again, we only have a limited time to set up our classrooms. I mean, some teachers get a couple weeks. Some teachers get a couple days. Make the plan. Work the plan. And then once the school year actually starts, you're not going to be spending so much time organizing things. You're not going to spend so much time trying to find things. You're going to really be able to focus on what matters, which is educating your kids. Remember, I started out this episode talking about transforming your classroom so you can transform your teaching. That is what I want you to be able to do. So here is my question for you. Where are you in your plan? I know that the beginning of this year is gonna look so wonky on so many levels, but I want you to have a plan in place for all of this. Because what if you do get word last minute that you're going back to school? You need a plan or what if you don't go back to school physically, you're doing online stuff. You're still going to need a time management plan and a plan in place for how you're going to manage your online lessons. All of this stuff is still super necessary. In fact, I would argue that a plan and a framework is going to be even more necessary this year than any other year because there is so much unknown. One of my favorite things, and I've already said it today, but one of my favorite things to say lately is make the plan, work the plan. I think I've already said it two or three times. I'm sorry, but that's what I want you to do. Make your plan and work your plan. If you want help making your plan and want to know the exact steps you can use to make your plan, to work your plan, then I would love for you to check out the Organized Teacher Framework. The doors are opening tomorrow, July 1st, and they're going to close on July 8th, which means you have those days to get in on the course. You can find all the information on what's included what you can expect to get out of the course the pricing plans all that stuff by just heading to the simply slash framework all of it's going to be there as always you guys i would love it if you would leave a rating and review over on itunes to help other teachers find the podcast we'll be back here next week with the final episode of the season and why those dang pinterest classrooms are overrated all right you guys y'all have a great week i'll talk to you soon Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Simply Teach. Remember all the show notes, links to things we talked about, and access to the Simply Organized Teacher email list is all over my website, thesimplyorganizedteacher.com. Also, you can find me on Instagram at thesimplyorganizedteacher. Guys, I want to be your social media friend. I want to interact with you. So come find me. The fun music you're listening to, that's provided by hooksounds.com.